Dear Shooter, If you carry every day, the method in which you carry says a lot about you. There are some do's and some don'ts. Like a fat girl in spandex, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Of course I'm happy. Just checking because I'm like getting the stink eye here. Go do your thing. But get good at your craft first. And put your budget to things that really matter at the end of the day. You want to get good at it. And make no mistake about it. That's training. Let's face it. If you have a size 62 waist, you are not as tactical as 5'11 might think you are. <laughs> and we've all seen it. <laughs> Welcome to the Deer Shooter Podcast. I am your host, Jason Crotto. Deer Shooter is brought to you by WyoTac, Empowerment Through Self-Reliance, and Lucid Optics, on target, under budget. So are you telling me that Tonight's topic is going to be the Walmart of of carry. God, I hope not. But you know, it has the potential. You 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 were just telling me about some things you saw today that kind of appalled me. Well, it should appall anybody. Um, I saw a couple things at the gun counter. I had to run in and grab a couple parts. And uh, there was a guy that had an AR-15 pistol in a custom Kydex holster, riding mid thigh. And uh, sporting it out there for all to see. Now, what's interesting about this wasn't exactly that it was an AR-15 pistol in a custom Kydex holster, but he is running open carry with no magazine in and the bolt locked open. So it's a baseball bat. Well, I don't know that it has anything other than sheer attraction, shock value, hey, look at me. Or was he doing it to be polite as he walked into a store full of people to get his gun looked at? I mean, we make people clear at the door. We can make all the excuses you want to for that, but at the end of the day, your carry pistol, your carry gun, whichever way you want to look at it, it's for defensive purposes, right? Can't tell me that monstrosity is something he carries every day. Probably not. Again, I think it was for shock value, but it doesn't do you any good unless it's ready to go bang. Typically. I mean, we we preach and and have for how many years about if you're not carrying one in the chamber, it's no different than driving down the road telling yourself that you can put a seatbelt on before you get in an accident. It just doesn't work that way. No. It, 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 was, it was something that we were talking about the other day, how, you know, a fire extinguisher, a med kit, a firearm for defensive purposes, you're probably not going to need it very often. But when you do, you need it five seconds ago. So, conceal carry, right? If you're going to do this on an everyday basis, you're making a commitment, right? You're you're committing to a wardrobe style. You're committing to a style of carry, inside or outside. How do you carry, Jason? I carry appendix inside the waistband. And do you cover it up with clothing? Yes. Do you make it all concealed and nobody knows you got it? Yes. The right way to carry, my humble opinion. Um, and... Feel free to comment on this in the comments of the podcast, but open carry versus concealed carry. They're, I mean, two distinct mindsets completely. And I, and I think open carry versus concealed carry depends a lot upon your environment. Uh, out here at the WyoTac Ranch, I tend to open carry just because of what I'm wearing, what I'm doing. Um, I'm doing a lot of bending, shoveling, scraping, cutting, whatever. 
uh, appendix starts to rub me raw. So I'll put it uh, strong side outside the waistband. But I'm at home. You're not really worried about or concerned about what your carry says about you at that point. No, I'm I'm and and out here, I'm not so much concerned about the two-legged critters as I am the four-legged ones. Fair enough, but we're talking about in an environment where the perception of your carry choice says something about you. Well, here's part of that: if I can see your carry, there's an instant perception there. And what is that? Shoot me first is. Typically, my, my, my first thought of, okay, cool, so I have bear bait, and when the bad guy takes him out first, I know, I know who to shoot. Shoot me first. I'm not sure that's the intended message, but it, it is a message. That's, that's one of the things that's always kind of drove me nuts about the, the shooting vests. They, you, know, you see a lot of these guys, in the, and they do it in uh, Ipsic, I believe, where they're wearing like the camera guy vest. Trap guys carry a vest like that, too, though. They do, but they don't wear it in public. Well, the cool guys don't. (laughs) To me, that's always been a shoot-me-first vest. I consider open carry, you know, you go down. I now know where my next weapon is when I run out of ammo. Yeah, it's an advertisement for, hello, here's a gun. However, in Nebraska, they don't have to have the carry license if they open carry. Ah, Now we're talking about legalities. Yes, so there are some people listening where there may be a reason that they're open carrying. That's possible. And and most states that have a concealed carry are open carry without permit. So on a commitment basis, I'm waking up, you know, I'm going to go through my morning ritual as my part of getting dressed. I am putting in my pocket knife. I'm putting my my coins in my pocket, my cash in my pocket, my wallet in my jeans. You carry cash? I do. It's weird. Good to know. Yeah. And now when he goes down, (laughs) (laughs) it won't get you very far if he carries like I do. If I've gone down, it's in my left pocket. It's all yours. (laughs) All 82 cents? Yeah. Cash, right? (laughs) No, but really, you're choosing. You're sliding in a holster inside the waistband if you're going to cover it up. Or you're threading the holster through a belt. Hopefully you didn't put the belt through the trigger guard. And yes, I've seen it. But you're making a choice. How are you going to carry that day? Well, I carry outside the waistband because I'm female. And if you all know about them girl clothes, that is pretty rough inside. You have to get pants that are two times the size of your body. Then you have to wear the belt real tight to keep them up because now a gun's hanging off of it. Well, I'm going to run you off topic here for like 30 seconds because I bought... Freaking squirrel boy. I know, but I bought my granddaughter a little dress. Mind you, my granddaughter's like five months old, right? One of the biggest complaints I always hear about women is women's clothing do not have usable pockets. Well, I'm getting her dressed after changing her diaper, and I realize that this dress has actual usable pockets for a five-month-old. So at what point do girls grow out of having usable pockets? That's my question. Usually about the age of six, when things get fashionable, when you start getting rainbows and unicorns on your pants, you no longer have pockets. Is that like an indicator to carry a purse? I guess. So can we conceal carry in a purse? A brick. (laughs) That's a valid weapon. So, Brandy, you're, you're probably the authority on this. 
and I know your position. I think we all know your position on purse carry. You're pretty much against it. Tell us why. Because if that bad guy comes at you, you don't have a lot of time to. You need to unzip the pouch and get the gun out. Wait, bad guy. Hold on. I need to get my gun out. It is more useful to you to swing it around and smack him upside the head than it is to draw from. Well, let's just be honest about a bad guy. He thinks he's super sneaky. He's going to come at you from behind at a blind side. You're not going to know he's there until he has hands on you. Or while some of those people are staring at their cell phone on the way to their car. Oh, God. That, again, situational awareness is part of this conversation. Well, let's let's talk about a couple of other risks with purse carry. Number one, if you're dealing, especially if you're like in a big city where you're dealing with purse, purse snatchers, well, he steals your purse. Now he has your gun, too. That's why you always put a cross shoulder. Right, but a lot, a lot of the concealed carry purses that we see, that's not possible because the straps aren't long enough. The last concealed carry purse I won is big enough for me to pack for a weekend. It's called the diaper bag. Good Lord. Right? Here's, the, here's the other problem I see with that, though, too. You go shopping with your kids. Your kid goes in the basket, and what goes right next to them? The purse. With the gun in it. Correct. Can we see a problem here? Are they rifling through the purse? I've seen kids do it. Okay. Well, then, yeah. Because that, that they're, be they're looking for mom's cell phone so they can play video games on it. That can totally be an issue. And usually the concealed carry purse, is, it's an outside zipper. It's really easy for a child to find first because you're not meant to put other things in that pocket other than the firearm. But a zipper. It's not the easiest access it's, pocket. No, it's a zipper, and usually they have a zipper that goes both directions or whatever. Some people say, well, you just leave it unzipped if you're going somewhere. Well, still not the easiest, because imagine where the purse hangs off your body. Right. But now you're talking about changing your lifestyle based on the environment you're walking in. you got to remember to unzip the pocket of your purse before we hit the parking lot to the mall to find our car. Let, let's talk about one other aspect to it. That's prepping a gun before you get there. That's, that's, that's silly. Right. But let, let's, let me add one more factor to this, too. Consider that, okay, you're carrying your purse over your left shoulder and you're accessing the firearm with your right hand. How many people do you muzzle when you present that thing? Everybody. Right. Right. You're, you're, you're muzzling... 90% of your left side. Everybody on that side is going to is going to catch a muzzle and that's that's also an issue with shoulder carry. It is. And, and all right, so we've entered the the really fine piano box portion of the conversation. Uh if you're worried about muzzling people in a life-threatening situation as we access our carry firearm. Um this is going to require a healthy dose of training, right? a healthy dose of drawing from your chosen position of concealed carry, whether that's holster, purse, backpack, or wherever you stuff the damn thing. Mm -hmm. If you don't practice that, you don't have the conscious awareness to worry about muzzling people in that moment. Right. And I'm not saying, and, and, and I'm not going to sit here and, and say absolutely do not purse carry, absolutely do not shoulder carry. I'm not going to say that because they are viable options when no better option exists. 
We're saying train with it. Bring your purse to class if that's the way you're going to do it. Right. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. Right. And I'm just trying to throw out some things that I don't think a lot of people even think about when they carry with those methods. Um, these are these are just things that as as, an, as instructors, as people that have been in this industry for a long time, we've seen it, we've thought about it. How do we make it better, safer, faster? Well, better, safer, faster is kind of starts at that decision to carry, right? That's a commitment. You don't do it sometimes. You either carry or you don't. Right. Once you get past that hurdle, your chosen firearm, does it match your lifestyle? Well, sure it does. I carry a howitzer. All right. All right. So you're rolling down. I mean, that's a pretty heavy pocket. It requires a trailer hitch most of the time. But I, you know what? When, when I've got a bad guy coming at me, I want all the, the grains so there's a huge market for pistols out there that are double stack and have a huge round count. Yes, there are. They're not all that concealable. They're not. There's a handful out there that do offer a round count, and they are concealable. But those options are pretty slim. They are, and, and you have to try out a lot of them because there's a lot of them that are very, very similar. They're in the same vein, uh, but they're radically different. There's I, still a lot of schools of thought of... A hammerless revolver is a good option. And if you're proficient with a revolver, sure, it's great. Less things to catch and snag on. Mm -hmm. It will go bang 99.9% of the time. I've seen them fail. I I think we've all seen a revolver fail. It's very rare, though. But the choice is, what are you going to carry? Well, And and why? Well, and that goes back to context. If I'm wandering around the house in a pair of shorts on a Sunday afternoon... I'm in a pocket carry with just like what you're saying, a hammerless revolver. Interesting. All right. So the do the bunny slippers on that outfit, do they, they get in a carry too? Sure. Tidy whities have pockets. That's not a pocket. That's, yeah, that, that, yeah, no. <laughs> I believe they call that a kangaroo pouch. Is that what that's called? <laughs> I had no idea. I, 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 I've, I've heard it called that. I can't remember where it was. It was a commercial for like Tommy John or something. I'm like, oh. That's new. Well, on that topic, I would like to get into the new thing I'm seeing all over social media, tactical leggings. Wait, what? Tactical leggings. With pockets. Yeah, it says you're capable of concealed carry with leggings. So I, I don't know that I'm very familiar with them. How do you get away with carrying in leggings and not printing? Well, I don't know, and it's really interesting because when you see the ad... They have a cell phone pocket, too, and the cell phone itself prints like a mother. So I don't know what they think you're hiding besides that. Well, that's the point of like yoga pants. Yeah, you're, you're not, not hiding, hiding anything. No. Agreed. Now, Interesting. I, if, okay, so an option for women that has actually impressed me. Uh, are you too familiar with Dean Adams? No. So they make belly bands, corsets. They actually make, they're, they're like, tights but they're shorts that you wear would wear under a dress that offer concealment options for a firearm knives spare ammunition spare magazines i i've i've been seeing these things for years and i've actually ran across a few students that have brought them to class and that's one that's really impressed me now when they came out with their men's line where you're carrying on your butt cheek that didn't impress me well a position on the body is is important like we said, wardrobe, 
choice. This becomes a lifestyle choice. But position on the butt. All right, so around the waistband. Let's talk about it as an orbit, right? FBI side with the cant to it or all the way small of the back, gangster style? Yeah, we're not doing small or of the back. Or appendix carry. I mean, where's the easiest, fastest, most economical? I like the ones that do it in the center of the back. Well, the ones that make me crazy are the cross draw FBI can't. Wait, uh, cross draw? That's right. So, all right. So they are reaching entirely across their body to access their firearm. Yes, it's a it's a thing. Oh, not something that I do, but I've seen it. No. Um, it, how do you access that when you've got an assailant on top of you? Well, the, your movements are very big, and they're Chinese cinema-esque, if you will, just to get over to the firearm. Okay, and, his, and your lips just started, stopped moving. Correct. Okay, so we're, we're in Chinese mode now. So it, where you put it to where you access it is just as critical as all the other things we've already talked about. So in the small of the back... When you're running backwards from a bad guy or trying to evade in any way, shape, or form, right? you cannot get to that firearm in time. No. You've proven it. Oh, several times. I've had many folks try, and they usually end up on their back on the firearm, mm-hmm. and they can't get to it. Cool. So now you're on your back. You can't access your firearm, and you snapped your spine. That's the story. Cool. Yes. No. So small the back, bad choice. What else, What other crazy things have you seen? Um, the other day I saw a over-the-shoulder harness for a mare's leg. Interesting. It was right between the shoulder blades. And while he did have some impressive firepower and can access it kind of quickly with the right clothing, um, it's just not a lifestyle that everyday carry would be for me. So... Was it pinned into the holster so that he drew it down or had to go up over his shoulder? No, he reached behind his head and accessed it between the shoulder blades. Okay. Um, did he have any other firearm on him that you could see? Yes. He had a uh, an open carry. Uh, I think it was a Glock. And he had a big boot knife. Was his name Crocodile Dundee? No, I no. think it was Phil. Was it? Oh, so it wasn't Mick. Well, that's no fun. Oh, he was fun. <laughs> he was definitely fun. Where, where, where it, did you see this? I, I saw this guy at Walmart. Back to that again. Oh yes. God, yes. But yes, it, it says a lot about you on the decisions and what you make and how you carry, what you carry, where you carry. I like to carry where nobody sees that I carry. Right. I mean, I, 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 like I said, I always like appendix or strong side, depending on what I'm carrying. But it's always in that quarter section of my body so that my training reps, I'm always reaching to the same places. We talk about clothing. So for females particularly, we change by season. And so when you change by season, have you seen our summer clothes? They're tight-fitting tank tops, short Barbie dolls, shorts. God, I love sundress season. Sundress I can conceal. (laughs) 
Well, and you wear that stuff for you, right? It's not for us. Well, because it's three trillion degrees, and that's the minimum amount by law that you can wear in public. No, they don't wear it for us. They wear it for other women. Interesting. You and I don't give two shits what they're wearing. They could show up and cut off sweats in in a old T-shirt. That's fair. We don't care. It's other women that they're trying to impress. Hmm. Tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. At least for me. <laughs> well, but we're back to wardrobe choice, right? If we've made the commitment to carry, what are you wearing? Right. A belt. Ah, good start. All right, so every component of the wardrobe has to have a belt. Not necessarily. Like like I said, you know, you could go belly band option. That's a belt. It, it, to a point, yeah. You have to have some sort of form of support for the firearm. Why? It's well, like a bra, girls, like a bra. <laughs> to have it. Support. So you're telling me if you don't have support, the thing's flopping around? Of course they do. You've seen some women, they tuck that shit into their waistband. Oh, my God. We're talking about firearms, y'all. Keep it clean. <laughs> I can hide one under there. One what? I don't want to know. <laughs> this is dear shooter. Since when have we ever been clean? Yeah, no, that's what I'm, I'm trying to help the listeners out here because some of them are going tuck what into a waistband. Wait, what? We're just trying to stimulate imagination here on people's drive to work. And as a as a special treat for our listeners, we are on the phone right now with pro shooter Caitlin Wheeler. Wishing her a happy 18th birthday. Happy birthday, Caitlin. Thank you. So what did you do with your day? Um, so I got up at 3 o'clock this morning. You know, fun times. Definitely enjoyed that for my 18th birthday. Um, and I went up to Marshall, Missouri and competed in um, advanced public speaking for FFA. And uh, ended up placing second. Rockstar. Well done. Yeah. So what was the topic of discussion today? So in the advanced speaking topic, we um, we got to choose what we wanted to talk over. And so I actually ended up choosing the Palestine, Ohio train derailment for my topic. There you go. So, All right. yeah. Just to tie you into our Deer Shooter listenership. Tell everybody who you are uh, in the shooting world. Yes, sir. So I am Caitlin Wheeler, competitive shooter. I have now been competing for, well, I'm going on my third year now in three gun. And I kind of started, I mean, I was brought up in three gun directly and as a junior and pretty much just thrown into the sport. And since then, I've been able to meet a whole lot of different people, and I'm now getting to dabble into more USPSA-driven sports, um, IDPA, some PRS and NRL. And I'm just kind of out here to have fun and to teach ladies especially that shooting guns is fun and just kind of being here as an influencer. That actually works really, really well into the topic we we covered for the last 40 minutes. Uh, we discussed concealed carry a little bit. And from a woman's perspective, from a competitive shooter's perspective, do you conceal carry? Not right now, no. And, Not legally, at least. Ah, so it's le- <laughs> a legality issue prohibiting. <laughs> yes. So, so, Caitlin, just 
I mean, curious, how in the world did you ever cross paths with this rabble? With what specifically? With with Lucid and Wyotac. Um, so I have now been a three and competitive shooter for stag arms for a couple of years now. And Auburn had introduced me to Jason number one <laughs> with Lucid. Me. Yes, that and is I, you. And I, I hope you slapped him for that. Actually, no, I am most grateful. Um, this has been an amazing partnership and I was in need for some optics anyway. And after I had met you and actually started to understand the products and understand how they work and more about the science behind being a shooter, it's really been an an eye opener and it has helped me extremely in the sport. And so that's how I ended up meeting you. And then you, of course, allowed me to meet Jason with YOTAC and Jason now number two. <laughs> Jason number two. Apparently I'm a liar. The better one. Oh! <laughs> you are a liar. <laughs> Just, Just so kidding. you know, I'm Brandy number one. <laughs> the J is silent. The one silent. and only. <laughs> yes, the J is silent. <laughs> um but yeah, it, I think it just kind of all fell together on how we all were able to meet, and um, it was all kind of right place at the right time, and I'm really excited to see what this year brings for all of us as a whole with Lucid and Wyotac and me getting to come along with you guys. Well, I know we're really excited to have you out. I've got you coming in in May to help me with a women's class that we have coming up. Um, and then we're also talking about doing some long range and some defensive pistol with Rob Pincus. Yes, sir. That's all you got. You're not, you're not excited. I guess you have been up since three, but you're young. You should be able yeah. to handle this. Okay. But I, I also have other responsibilities, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm extremely excited for the May trip. It's, it's going to be a blast and kind of scary, but it's going to be a blast. We won't scare you too much. Quick question exactly, for you, too girl. Much. Yes. It's not just us three sitting around here at the table talking. Um, you've got a listenership out there. What little top three pieces of advice would you give girls, women, shooters that are just getting into it and go? One, first and foremost, have fun. Be safe, but have fun. Um, especially with me coming into the sport and everything, I was extremely terrified and I didn't know how much fun it actually could be, but have fun with it, you know, and especially like any sports period you get into it, it it becomes too much of a competition and a lot of people forget about that. So if you, even if you don't compete just in the shooting industry period, have fun with it. Again, be safe, but have fun with it. Um, Number two, being a lady in the shooting industry can be difficult at times. Um, So I'm not going to say necessarily watch your back, but always stay true to yourself and never let someone else push you to do things you don't want to do and let someone not respect yourself and not respect you as a person and your morals, like always stay true to who you are and don't lose that. And I guess the, 
yeah, and I guess the third piece of piece of advice that I have is don't be afraid to just kind of go all in. Um, depending on what you're doing, of course, it can get, you know, financial problems get in the mix of that and everything. But you never know unless you're going to try. So never be afraid to just kind of jump in and just go for it. Like if you have a dream, you can do it. Never let anybody ever tell you you cannot do something. So there you go. You heard it right here from Caitlin Wheeler, competitive shooter. Don't do drugs so you can afford to go shooting. <laughs> well, if you, that, hey. if you start shooting, you won't be able to ever afford drugs. Exactly. Uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> but those top three items couldn't have been more on point. Uh, excellently, especially coming from someone that's a junior in the, in the sport, just getting your feet wet for the most part. Those are words that are wise beyond your years, lady. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Caitlin, we will let you get some sleep, but we really appreciate <laughs> you coming on. And once again, a very, very happy birthday from all of us at Dare Shooter. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right. You have a good night. So back on topic just a little bit. Mm -hmm. We've covered the decision. We've covered the the choice of firearms. Important. We've covered the wardrobe now because you've made the the conscious commitment to carry. Mm -hmm. Right? Now that you've done that, where do you carry? Position. Right? Well, let let me back you up one step. Okay, we talked about support. However, a viable option, and you and I have seen it, and and I'm fully in support of it, is pocket carry. Pocket carry. All right. For those of you who choose to pocket carry, I want you to practice getting that pistol out of your pocket with those tighter jeans than you'd like to admit because I can't dig for a quarter in my pocket without wrestling with myself it's horrible and my pants are not that tight so you'll shoot your leg off you you might you totally might so if you pocket carry there are pocket holsters that they advocate put the thing in yes it separates your gun from your coins sticky carry no (laughs) no typically they are leather yeah i have seen the sticky holster though which has material that grabs inside the pocket i have too and but it also grabs the gun Oh, does it? I didn't realize that. The ones that I saw, they were they were sticky on the outside, which is great, but they're also sticky on the inside. Yeah, that's no good. No, because it, it it grabs the gun. And the idea is that it doesn't allow it to jostle around or switch position or whatever, but if you're gonna if you're gonna go with the pocket holsters, get the leather. All right. So but again, you gotta reach into that pocket and grab that gun and get it out. Right. Under stress. In a very short time frame. Mm-hmm. You don't is it is it a short time frame though? Because typically, when I see pocket carry, it's I'm out mowing the lawn on a Saturday. Well, but is this how you're going to carry every day? I I don't typically see in the, in the people that I know that do it. It's not an everyday thing. If they're leaving the house, they're going either OWB, IWB. They're carrying in their normal way when they leave the house. This is a I'm at home, I'm comfortable kind of thing. Okay. But, but they still want to be armed. Okay. So, but they're at home, and they're not worried about perception. So why would they not just open carry at that point? Probably because I'm in my jammies. 
Your jammies have pockets like that? You're damn right they do. I'll be damned. Anyway, it, it's an option. I would advocate anybody that's thinking about pocket carrying. One, you're relegated to a really small firearm. Two, um, it's put in a place where it's going to take some thought process to get to it. So practice that. Right. But now the thing is training. Mm-hmm. Concealed carry is not just about having a firearm on you. You have to understand the laws and the rules and how your life's going to change the second you let one of those dogs off the chain. You know, you keep coming back to the education component like you like that's important or something. I can't just go buy gear. It's going to make me a better shooter. You can do that and feed your ego, but it's not going to make you a better shooter. <laughs> Come on. No. Ask Brandy how that works. How does that work? She just glares at him with that thousand-yard stare and shakes her head. Yeah. Again, making my point. Right. Right. So you were you were driving us down the how do you carry. Well, we, we've gone through all the other components of the decision to conceal carry, right? Now we've made the decision, we've fixed our wardrobe, we've selected the gear, and now we're going to carry every day. Right. Right. Are we safer? Are we better? How do we know? Well, it, it, I think it's the difference between being ready and being prepared. Yeah, and it, just because okay. I have a hammer doesn't make me a carpenter. Right, right. But, okay, so let, let's go down this road for a minute. It, it, from, from an education standpoint, and, and this, was, this was something that, I, that I'm, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. This is something I heard Rob Pincus say one time, and it makes a lot of sense because we've all had this on the range where, you know, I, I'm going to see how fast I can shoot two rounds into a target from my holster, uh, and your buddy's got the timer, and it's okay. All right, all right you ready? I'm ready. All right, go. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I wasn't ready. Do that again, okay? How ready are you versus how, how quickly can you process that information and make the decision that you need to make in that critical situation? You're making my points for me, and you're actually nicely segueing into things like situational awareness. When you choose to carry, you're taking responsibility for you and those around you. Mm -hmm. So you have to be aware of those around you. Right. So just carrying it by itself is not making you any safer. Mm -hmm. There's an attitude change. There's a lifestyle awareness change that has to happen if you're going to embody the things that you're trying to solve by carrying which is go back to the primary number one reason. Why are you making this decision? Well, because if I get attacked, I want to have a fighting chance of actually surviving it. Well, if you get attacked, you better have one in the chamber. I don't know how many dry carriers we have around here. There's a lot. And actually some very good friends of ours, um, it, through a long heated discussion over some drinks one night i think i actually convinced them to not empty chamber carry anymore and you're either going to carry a firearm or a paperweight right um and loaded or unloaded distinguishes the two mm -hmm. but why are we carrying you're making a conscious decision either you were threatened you don't feel safe in some environment you're going into. You want that measure of confidence. You want the measure of protection. But having the tool isn't enough by itself. No, absolutely so not. Why are we carrying? 
we've talked about it's not this. so easy. Is well, it? <laughs> because it's not for everybody to answer. It, it's an individual choice. It is. How many are caring because my buddy carries? They don't really study, train, understand the rules. It's a it's a cool thing. And I'm gonna go ahead and apologize in advance for some of this because I set you up on that question. You always do. I I ran you down the road of all the the logical the the logistical reasons and whys and what to do's and what nots. But if your head space isn't right, carrying may not be for you. Agreed. And as an instructor, I have actually not given people their certificate or asked them to come back because at the end of the, the, the first class that they did with me, I didn't feel that they were ready, and I wasn't ready to put my name behind them. Ah, back to legalities, liabilities. Liabilities, legalities, yes, but just the fact that I think at the end of the class they knew and I knew they weren't there. Now, to be fair, they did come back and train with me more. They came back with better equipment, better mindset, and completed a course, much to my satisfaction, that I I felt comfortable going ahead and passing them in the program. Okay, so now, you were able to see some progression and proficiency. Yes, and I think, you know, part of that was I I had someone come in that had absolutely no exposure, really, to this world. And when they came in, they came in with a firearm that wasn't right for them. They came in with range clothing that was not range-appropriate. Um, and And really, it was, you know, we spent the first day just, Okay, this is the dangerous end, and here are some fundamentals. Let's work on those. And when they came back to me a year later, uh, they walked onto the range, looked like they belonged there, had a new firearm that worked perfectly for them because they took the information that they got from that first class, applied it, got themselves equipped for what they knew they were going to be doing now, came back, trained appropriately, and and walked out of there, and, and I was comfortable putting my name behind them. And so the nut of what I'm getting to, though, is in the beginning, they walked into a gun shop somewhere, for some reason, decided they wanted to carry. They felt like it would help them be safer, feel better. And they got equipped wrong. Mm-hmm. They showed up to class and learned why it was wrong. Right. But there was hundreds of dollars spent doing it inappropriate or wrong to yes. come back a year later to get it right. Right. In that whole year, though, they probably either said that, you know, you, you were full of shit and I'm going to carry anyway, or they put it in the nightstand and didn't carry it, which defeated the purpose a year ago. Right. So. And and I'm pretty sure it was the latter that happened. Um now, I I think they went back to the people that misled them to begin with and told them they were full of shit. Let, some um, of those guys need some reality on that. And 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 you do, and it and it, and that's what it comes down to is it's it's counter help, it's boyfriends, it's you know it, it's the people that. And this is going to be a whole another podcast, but what you know, stop handicapping the women in your life with Agreed. with gear that is not appropriate. Agreed. Um, which brings us back around to gear 
and this is something that uh, Brandy, you were you were talking about a new holster that you saw that you can actually rack the gun in the holster. Yeah, I'm not seeing where that's a good idea at all. You'll shoot your leg off. But that's the whole, you know, nobody wants to carry with one in a chamber. So that's how you're going to do it. You're going to rack it on the way out. Oh, God. We're making the commitment to carry a firearm. We know what the firearm does, but then we're scared to arm the firearm to its proper capacity. So we retard the firearm by not giving it one in the pipe. Well, it's all gross motor skills. I mean, that's a lot of work. You got to pull it up. You got to push down. You got to rack it. Then you pull it out and aim it. That's under pressure. That's a lot. Well, and and I, I I'm not disagreeing you with you fully, but I'm going to disagree with you to a point that there's a lot of finer motor skills that go into that, and that's the first thing that goes out the window under stress. Right. Back to gear that solves a problem that no one really should have right now if you you know one of the things that we've been really excited about and we are eagerly awaiting um the new pd10 that came out this year designed by a defensive firearms instructor avidity arms is coming out with this thing and it doesn't have any extraneous levers or safeties on it it is literally Get it out of the holster, point, and shoot. Now, this pistol is designed to be concealed carried. Yes. It's thin. Extremely. But it's a full-size sight radius, so it's a big pistol. Mm-hmm. What's the round count in the magazines? Ten plus one. So mm-hmm. we're back to single stack. Single stack. Limited round count. Yes. Defensive pistol. Yes. Keep it simple, folks. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that this design is doing exactly what it's doing. He's not drinking the Kool-Aid from the large round count guys. Mm-mm. He's making it so it can be concealed. And now Rob's a skinny guy. And he, if he chooses certain wardrobe choices, he will print. Yes. And a full-size sight radius mitigates some of the training you have to do because it helps you get on target faster. Well, let's, uh, that all goes back to, to distances. I mean, uh, was it Tom Givens? That, that's been keeping track of defensive shootings for like 30 years. And it's his data that we use to say that the average defensive shooting is 9 to 15 feet. I don't need my sights at that distance. I've got a great big, you know, 12 by 18 inch block that I'm shooting into. I'm pretty sure I can hit that. Well, and it, you train a lot. You I shoot do. a lot. And if you were to take your finger, index it, and point it, that's pretty much where your rounds are going to go. That's exactly it. And humans are very, very good at that, and it's very intuitive to point. Agreed. And it's a great way to learn how to train and shoot and Mm -hmm. do this whole thing. But there's a lot of folks that still don't have that under control. Right. But this pistol is designed specifically for defensive concealed carry. Mm -hmm. Now, you showed me another one the other day. and In fact, you have it sitting on the table in front of you. And I'm... I'm excited to do a side-by-side test with this firearm and the PD-10. This is a Glock 48. Yeah, the Glock 48 is it's it's taking its cues from the 43. It's a single stack. It's slim. Um, it's a little longer slide. Um, it's lightweight. Um, it looks to be an excellent concealed carry option. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be interested to see how they play out next to each other. To be honest with you. I, I am too, and I one thing I noticed with it, the grip is significantly fatter 
than the PD-10. Interesting. Um, now it's a Glock, so the grip angle is not quite right for me. I will tell you that the slide width is awfully similar, if not identical. I, I would. I'm. I'm curious to to put a set of calipers on it when we get the PD-10s in. Yep. Two two definite good options out there, and they're not horribly expensive in the grand scheme of boutique. No. No. no not at all. Now, so Brandy, what what do you carry? What do you what do you typically carry? I have my H and K VP nine. Mm-hmm. And how do you carry? Um, it's outside the waistband, mm-hmm. and it's obviously under a shirt. I do conceal it. Um, it's kind of towards the front of the hip. It's not really strong side, but it's a little forward from that. So you're about a two o'clock position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How's that draw stroke? You gotta work the clothes and then access, or how you work that? Not really. My clothes aren't that super long it's it's not that hard to access and i have it more forward because i do have a shoulder problem so going further back i have to actually stretch to get there pull up on the firearm and then out that makes your draw stroke cumbersome but two o'clock would be a much better position for that now how often do you practice and train with that in the summer when it's warmer obviously not as much as i should and i think you should be practicing weekly but uh, i don't (laughs) We definitely do every other week, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm part of most of those trainings, and we're, it, it's a it's a fun session. Mm-hmm. It has, you know, training skill sets built into it, but it's not a regimented drill series. But you get familiar with how your draw stroke is and how you access that firearm and what your marksmanship capabilities are right. with it. Right. And from that standpoint, if you're learning every other week, monthly, a lot of the times that's going to be proficient enough for the muscle memory to take over. Yes. Yes. And and it depends on the skill, too. Um, I know scientists, have, they, they argue about this, and they say somewhere between 5,000 and 10,000 repetitions, depending on the complexity of what you're trying to learn. A lot of what we're doing, it's it's not complex motor movements. It, it it's complex from a scientific point of view, but it's it's not that complex considering what we do on a daily basis. Um, now, Brandy, you you bring up a really good point. You talk about your shoulder issues. Your method of carry may be determined by any kind of ambulatory issues, and that's something that we haven't talked about yet. You have to look at your individual situation and address that. Um, again, rushing out and jumping into gear is always a bad decision. Get with somebody. Find a class. Go see how they're running things. Every one of us has a box of holsters that suck <laughs> because we ran out and went, hey, this is going to solve all of my problems, and now that holster is in a bin. I have a box, two drawers, and a closet. <laughs> okay, yes. so you're ahead of me. That's what I use my husband's gun safe for, because mine's out of room. Wow. Mind you, her safe is twice the size of mine and fits half the guns. Oh, my God. I have to accessorize. I'm a girl. (laughs) Epic battle of safe space. And no, that's not a millennial term. No. (laughs) It was was funny. So my, my, my Christmas present, I think two years ago, was this really awesome safe. It's great. I love it. Um, bought with my credit card and has all her guns in it. You just didn't have enough to put in it. I had to fill it. 
really? And yeah. you and you you gripe at me because I have guns that I haven't had a chance to shoot yet. Right. Well, they're locked in her safe, and she's she giving you the combination yet? No. Well, because now it's mine. <laughs> it's funny how that works. Right? What what's mine is mine. What's yours is mine. It's all mine. That's, yeah. I think Except I s- for that one crappy gun. That's yours. What crappy gun? My noisy cricket? That one's definitely yours. Actually, I think that was my mom's. I didn't realize you had a crappy gun. I'm now interested. I think you've seen it, that little Sterling twenty two. Oh, I have seen that one. It's not all that crappy. It'll go bang. It's fine. It goes bang, but that is the highest pitch, worst sounding gun I've ever shot. I hate it. Which is why, you know, of course, after Men in Black, I'm like, that's it. It's the noisy cricket. Valid. And it is got an annoying pitch to it, but it shoots just fine. I bet it's concealable. Very. I could pocket carry that thing. Put that thing under your hat. Yeah. I mean, 22 long rifle. Um, I could do the archer thing. That would be my underwear gun. For the, for the record, we are not advocating an underwear gun. But you have that little pocket. Now, now hold on a second. <laughs> that's, a, that's a topic that needs exploring because you are always saying train like you fight. I, I do, and this, this year it's going to happen. I am going to teach a defensive firearms class in a bathrobe. Okay, so you're in your bathroom often? Well, I figure the middle of the night, you know, my Ho Chi Minh slippers and my tidy whities but I can't really do that on the range without violating, you know, morality laws. And see, I'm I'm another side of the spectrum. I'm pretty certain I'm never going to get into a firefight in the middle of the night because a fat man, naked, with a gun, angry because he got woke up, is not something anybody wants to engage. That's why it's dark. We'll just put a bag over your head. It'll be fine. No, we well, put that's a, better. No, we put a bag over the student's head because nobody wants to see that. Exactly right. Like I said, nobody messes with crazy, and that's pretty much how I appear coming down the hallway. <laughs> crazy. That, so why bother with a firearm? Just come down the <laughs> come down the hallway with a hatchet. In case you panic that guy into actually drawing on you, because that could happen too. You throw the hatchet. <laughs> Ranged weaponry here. <laughs> Valid, valid. I mean, that's why I have dogs, I suppose. But I tell you what, if I was to truly take the what goes bump at night, literally, I don't have a place to conceal carry. I I don't either. So now we're talking about a nightstand gun. I have two of those. Okay. I have three, yes. Yeah, I think I I also have have a console gun and a couch gun and computer room gun. I'm pretty sure you have a gun stashed in a doghouse somewhere. She does. I'm chicken coop. You know, you never know when you're on the run, you're out of ammo. You just pull the next one out. <laughs> you have a pattern. <laughs> what's what's in your console, Jason? In the console? In which truck or in my nightstand? or The truck you take to town on a date. Oh, God. You're talking probably two handguns in the center console and an AR in a snap rack along the back seat plus extra ammo and a med kit and I don't know what else is in there. I mean, you name it. Well, that's sufficiently light. But, I mean, you're you're well prepared. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put up a fight. Yeah, and Brandy, what's in your console? Oh, my Rock Island 380. Okay, so good pistol. Yeah. All right. So I've got an 
HK VP9 in my console. I have a collapsible piece together Lego set kind of AR pistol. Why it's in my console other than it fits, I have no idea. Because it fits. Because it fits. So that's another thing for the listeners out there. What's in your console? An old French fry. Well, that's under the seat. The, yeah. You haven't seen my console. Uh, that's fair. I was I was I was cleaning out my truck the other day. I found an old Twizzler under the seat. That was a new one. Was it still good? I didn't try it. Ah, oh, you suck. Well, I'm pretty sure it was from like a year ago because that was the last time I cleaned out that truck. But yeah, you do know that anything under the seat is like hermetically sealed. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how they came up with trail mix. <laughs> Gross. Okay, so back to concealed carry. And I've got nothing. You're going to pick it up. <laughs> so the main thing with concealed carry, and, and this is something that I advocate to my students, um, carry in the same place or or as close to the same place as possible all the time. What this is going to do is it's going to reduce your training reps because you're always going to be reaching to the same part of your body for the gun. Um, people that that carry in different locations all the time. You might see somebody with a shoulder rig, and two days later they're carrying an ankle holster, and two days later they're carrying small of the back. And they they justify this because they're, well, I'm I'm carrying based on my wardrobe. And, and you can't do that because you get attacked, and now you're under stress. Where's your gun? Which, where am I carrying it today? That can be a problem. Your lifestyle is going to change as you get older. Ask me how I know. So be prepared for your carry choices, places, gear, to also evolve with that. But but evolve. Evolve. Okay. Um, evolution over revolution. Correct. I have different carry pistols for where we go. So, like, I have one that is when we go to banquets and pretty places. It's my sapphire, my Kimber sapphire. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you do something like that, because it's pretty, whatever, you must still train with it because my my Sapphire fires different than my VP9. There's a different recoil there. You must know what's happening. Well, you're talking the difference between a striker fired and a 1911. Yes. Um, whereas a, ni- a striker fired pretty much recoils straight back. That 1911 has a role to it. It does, and she's talking about conscious gear choice, which is where we started the conversation. Mm-hmm. Wow, way to bring it back. I'm awesome like that, and you're not, so. Wow. Just because I squirrel. All the time. But there was a nut over there. That's Jason. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always the one who gets left into the joke. Well, you know, you're nut at the butt of the joke, I guess. Into the joke. (laughs) That's me. That's right. That's right. I will be over here confident in my silence that you are all idiots and on that note at the end of the day i i hope everybody kind of thinks about their carry choices and and i hope we gave some information today that helps you make a better more conscious decision and really think about the ramifications of where you carry how you carry and and ultimately what you carry